VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. You know, folks, I have to say that I was one of the first people on voiceamerica.com. I started my show about six years ago, so I was one of the pioneers in Internet radio. And one of the watchwords of Voice America is that they believe that information is power, the information, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. And so do I, and the Internet is still the future, and it's still here now, and it's now growing to be really one of the fastest-growing vehicles, particularly to disseminate this kind of wonderful, positive, and inspirational information. That's what I've been doing for 25 years, both on television, on radio, and on the Internet. And each week we have an amazing guest that will inspire and uplift you. This program is about showing you how to transform your obstacles into opportunities, your problems into solutions, and really making your dreams come true. Today is one of these beautiful, inspirational, angel-winged shows, and I use that word very specifically. My guest is Susan Gregg. She has written the most gorgeous visual book called The Encyclopedia of Angels, Spirit Guides, and Ascended Masters. This is a guide to 200 celestial beings to help, heal, and assist you in everyday life. And this book is about, oh, I'd say 8 by 17 in terms of its size. It's all glossy, all in color, and almost every page has gorgeous drawings in color of these beautiful angels. I can't recommend it enough. Go to SusanGregg.com and you can learn all about this book. And you can give us a call today for listening live on June 23rd at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. And you can call us at 866-472-5788. Welcome, Susan Gregg. Well, thanks for having me. What a pleasure. This is the most beautiful book. I, I have absolutely, it's it, like I a really coffee table book, mm-hmm. and the pictures of these angels, you know, all you have to do is look at the pictures, and, you, and you're uplifted. Yeah, yeah, I just, I mean, it's my first illustrated book, and when I first saw the illustrations, I was just, I was in awe. They did an absolutely beautiful job with the book. Yeah, really beautiful. All right, so my question is, how did you get into this? Well, it was interesting. Um, my literary agent contacted me, and she, you know, I've written, you know, six other books, and she said, you know, a friend of mine is an editor, and she wants to know if she wants me to find an author to write an encyclopedia of angels. She said, would you be interested? And I thought about it for about 30 seconds, and I said, yeah, I would. And so as it is with books, you know, I had to put together a proposal, and they required that I come up with 200 names, so I did. And I was really fortunate. I had the opportunity. 200 names of angels. Of angels, yeah, angels and saints and deities and stuff. And so it was wonderful. I had an opportunity to put together a list of celestial beings that I thought it would be fun to know more about. And literally when I started writing the book, it felt like I did did interviews. (laughs) You know, I mean, that sounds kind of corny, but it was just a wonderful opportunity for me to connect with 
And how did you find the 200? Did you um, look online? How did you go about that research? Yeah, that's the interesting thing. That's one of the places where my memory literally drops out. It's like, I I know I did research, and some of the names, when I went back to research them, there wasn't any information on them. So I did research in that way. I went online. You know, I've played with angels over the years, so I, I did research that way. And then for the deities... I was real specific. I wanted to um, introduce people to deities from many different countries. And here in Hawaii, we have a lot of goddesses, and there's absolutely nothing written about the Hawaiian goddesses. And I've been working with a, a, a Hawaiian teacher, a kapuna here, and I kept it. And she was like, "Yeah, you have to write about the Hawaiian girls." So it was interesting because when it came time for me to write about them, she's like, "Well." You'll have to ask them what they're about. And then when the book came out, I gave her a copy of her quite nervously, and I said, did I get it right? And she smiled, and she nodded her head, and she said, yeah. So it was it was all a process, you know, and it was just wonderful coming up and getting to know all these beings. Hmm. How did it affect your life? Did you see your life changing as you were doing this research and writing, Susan? It, it definitely. It. Um, I'm very practical and very grounded. Uh, Math and physics were my majors in college, and then I moved into the spiritual realms, and my primary studies were with the Toltec tradition, and so it was very much about, okay, how can I, you know, ground this into physical reality? And dealing with the angels was much more, um, it was about getting out of my conscious left brain and just really getting more into a place of I, the best way to describe it is surrender and connectedness, you know, a sense of that there's a higher order to things, and if I align myself with that, magic and miracles happen. And it was just mm. amazing. You know, the, the writing of the book was just absolutely incredible, and it wound up that, um, you know, I had a normal period of time to write the book, and then all of a sudden the editor contacted me and a book had dropped out of their schedule, and they wanted to know if I could have the book done mm. at the end of a month. Mm. And I was like, ah. So, so when people look at this book and they feel inspired, how do they, there are so many angels and ascended masters in here, how do you know which one is going to help you? Well, that's the interesting thing. The feedback I've gotten from readers so far in my experience is when you have something on your mind or an issue in your life, to just take a few deep breaths, put your hand on the book or hold the book, and then just open it and read a page. And it's amazing how it seems totally applicable to what's going on. And I know it's worked in in my life. I was having problems with my dad and, and his stepdaughters, and I opened the book to Solomon. And, you know, Solomon, of course, talks about the the baby being cut in half. And I just had a laugh when I read it, and it was very, it it spoke to what was going on. And Hmm. I've gotten, you know, it's only, the book's only been out for two weeks, and I've gotten probably at least a dozen emails from people saying the same thing, that Hmm. they open the book at random and... And they they find what they need. Yeah. Speaking of that and going to the book and getting help from angels, do you think sometimes people will go to the angels when they're in a crisis rather than, you know, just every day tapping in and tuning into where they might have guidance? Yeah, I call that using angels for 911 calls. Hmm. And I find that developing a, a relationship with them is it really enriches your life. And the part that I loved the most about writing the book was writing about saints. Because, you know, I had read just personally about 
saints. And when I really began to study them, I realized that it wasn't about suffering and martyrdom, that these people really found such a profound connection that when they experienced things that we would think of as torture, they didn't experience it that way. They just had such a profound connection to the divine Mm -hmm. that they were able to have love and compassion for these people that were doing, you know, what we might consider horrible things. And I think in our own personal life, as we begin to develop a relationship with angels and deities and saints, it's not about giving our power or, or begging them to help us. It's more about allowing ourselves to be loved by that mm-hmm. energy that's always there. So just developing a relationship, it's kind of like if you have a crisis in your life, if you have a, a couple of close friends, you can call on them. If you have a crisis in your life and you don't have a relationship with any people, you know... It, you, you can, can call on these wonderful deities. Yeah, and that's, you know, angels on your... I have a, a blog for the book, and it's called Angels on Your Shoulder. And a friend of mine used to say that all the time when you'd leave. He'd say, angels on your shoulder. And, you know, the in the arms of an angel, that, that book, I just, I mean, that um, hmm. song, I love it. And if we develop a relationship... <laughs> what are some of the comments that you're getting from people who write to you specifically about issues that they're dealing with and how they say they've been helped? I had one woman that... Um, a relationship had just ended, and she felt really devastated. And she said each morning she would get up and she would open the book at random. And, you know, each day she would get a different angel or saint or deity. And when she would read it, it would ease her suffering and it would ease her pain. Mm-hmm. And she began to see the ending of the relationship as a gift rather than a tragedy. And I had somebody else that wrote to me that had a a sudden death in the family. And the same thing, you know, she said that she found a lot of comfort, not just in a specific angel, but in the opportunity to get to know different ones, you know. And and I'm trying to think of what else. One woman was really um, in a financial pickle, and she opened up the book. And invariably, when she would open it up, she would find an angel that would have something to speak to her about, you know, her financial situation. Mm -hmm. And I know when I started writing the book, I travel a lot, and I go to Europe every year, and I work in Lithuania for a month. And um, it's a 30-some-hour journey, and I I had just finished writing the book, and Raphael is an angel that helps with travel. And... I called upon Raphael, and it was interesting because most of my flights were an hour and a, hour and a half to two hours late, and I made all of my connections. And it, I just, when I finally got to Lithuania, I just had a laugh because, you know, one flight, literally, I got off the flight. They put me on one of those little carts. I think I was in Frankfurt. Put me on a little cart and took me someplace else and said, go up that ramp. And I went up that ramp, and I got on the plane that was flying to Lithuania, you know, just as it was getting ready to leave. And I didn't have any stress. And, you know, the only difference between that and other trips is I had called on Raphael before I left. Interesting. And it really, really made a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I want to tell people again that my guest is Susan Gregg, and she is the author of this book, The Encyclopedia of Angels, Spirit Guides and Ascended Masters. This is a guide to 200 celestial beings to help, heal, and assist you in everyday life. 
When we come back, we're going to talk about some specific angels, like the Archangel Raphael, to clarify your thinking, help you clarify your thinking through making tough decisions, or St. Columbia to protect against computer hackers, and there are certainly many, many others. But this book is about helping you improve your health, your home, your relationships, and your life. And what is so special about it is, is the visual look. It's probably about, let's see, 8 inches by 17. It's, it's, it's a, like a coffee table book. It's all glossy, all in color, and on the right-hand side of many of the pages are gorgeous pictures of these angels and saints. And they're, they're just, I mean, they're just beautiful. They're breathtaking. And then it will tell you on each one what this person or this angel or this saint will help you do, what the invocation is in order to bring them in, and then a little bit about them. So I, I can't suggest it enough. It's just quite beautiful. It'll be a wonderful present. And you can log on to susangreg.com. And we're going to talk when we come back, as I said, more about what specific angels can do and how you can get them to help you. My guest is Susan Gregg, as I said, and her book is The Encyclopedia of Angels, Spirit Guides. Excuse me, I'm going to sneeze, folks. No, nope, I didn't. And The Encyclopedia of Angels, Spirit Guides, and Ascended Masters. And when we come back, we're going to hear a lot more. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guest jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america hey dad what i can't get the ketchup bottle open Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff. 
The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on voiceamerica.com. My guest today is Susan Gregg. She is the author of this beautiful encyclopedia of angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters, a guide to 200 celestial beings to help heal and help you heal and assist you in everyday life. Welcome back, Susan. Thank you. Okay, let's talk about some of these specific wonderful angels. Let's talk about Archangel Raphael, who can help you clarify your thinking while making tough decisions. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking during the break, and one of the things with angels is I find that they can be very practical, you know, and and it doesn't have to be very complicated. Like Raphael, like I, I shared earlier, really helped in the travels. Now, I couldn't see him do anything, but I could certainly feel it. And the same thing when you're making a decision or... You know, your mind is just going clatter, clatter, clatter. I find when you call on Raphael and you just, you know, all you have to do is ask. And it's amazing how things shift. And I talk about allowing for the possibility. And I think in working with angels and saints and deities, that's the key is just ask and then allow for the possibility that they really can help you. And it's amazing because the other thing Raphael will do too is he helps heal and unify your mind, your body, and your spirit. And when we have balance between those three, life certainly improves in quality immensely. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. can also help you see... Now, how do you invoke Archangel Raphael? How do you... What do you say? Me, it's just real simple. I just take a deep breath and just open my heart to Raphael, and I just say, Raphael, help me. You know, and And... Sometimes I'll be specific about what I want help with. I, I also have come to realize that I don't really have to tell them because they already know. But and a very simple invocation is just, Raphael, angel of healing, shine brightly in my life. I thank you in advance for your guidance, love, and protection. And then just stay around for the magic. Mm-hmm. Just keep your heart open to them. Mm. Okay. There's one that I was telling you about. I'll have to find the page that I absolutely love. And the name is Gardziel. How do we say that? Is it called Gardziel? To be honest, I looked for a place where I could find the pronunciation of some of the angels, and I couldn't. But, yeah, that's how I've said it. Yeah. And And this angel angel helps you with lots of things. Yeah. I mean, he's great for new beginnings and for really understanding an issue from a whole bunch of different perspectives and yeah, I mean he does. He's he is. And, you know, he helps you find a home, get a pay raise, launch a new career, find love, get rid of an addiction. I mean he's multi-purpose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm looking here so that we can talk about him. Mm-hmm. Yes, I found him um, quite. Uh, and I, I'm not sure whether it's a him or a her. Is it a him? Well, most of, it depends on who you read. Most of the angels, well, they're they're neither him nor her, but in. Um, Hebrew tradition, they're always referred to as he, and then in mm-hmm. New Age traditions, they're usually referred to as she. Interesting. Yeah, this is, um, you're right, Gazardiel will help you find new beginnings, release an addiction, find new love. And then I want to read the invocation for this one because I thought this was beautiful. The ideal place to invoke Gazardiel 
is where you can clearly see the sunrise. Face the sun, and as the first rays of the light strike your face, ask, ask for his assistance. If you can't see the sun, then just face east. Then clearly state your problem and ask Gazardiel to illuminate your way. His support is always gentle and loving and powerful, and the clarity he parts is amazing. And he was called the Angel of the East and the Illuminated One, and in some Jewish legends, he is responsible for the rising and setting of the sun. So it's uh, really beautiful. Yeah. And one of the ones that, that I would think would be fun to talk about is the beautiful God of love, goddess of love, and that's Isis. Yeah, Isis I love. Um, Isis I first met when I went to Egypt the first time, and she's just such an amazing, amazing goddess. And she, um, the story of Isis that I love is Isis and Osiris and how Osiris, her husband, got chopped up into lots of little pieces, yes. and she loved him so well that she remembered him. She went out and found all his pieces and put them together. Yes. And she helps you to connect with the divine feminine, and um, she really helps you deepen your ability to be intimate and to love and to really remember your true self. She's all about creativity and um, certainly about magic and miracles. And she also helps with childbirth. So she's an incredible goddess to call upon. Mm, yes, Master Ian. To call upon Isis, wait until after dark and put on your favorite perfume or aftershave. When you ask her for help, you're likely to feel her loving unfold you in her winged arms. She's also considered the light bearer of heaven. Hmm. Yeah. And what about Venus? Yeah, she's the goddess of beauty. And um, one of the things I find, you know, a lot of women have body issues. And to stand naked in front of the mirror and just call upon Venus and ask to see yourself through her eyes, to experience the beauty of yourself just as you are. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing when we do that. You know, we can, because yeah. it, it all, it's, you know, Twiggy was real popular way back in the 60s and the 70s. And, you know, back in the 1800s, having big, full, voluptuous hips was considered beautiful. So we can consider ourselves beautiful no matter what our body size. And Venus yeah. definitely helps us remember that. Mm-hmm. Now, there's here we have Mary. Mm-hmm. Actually, Mary, Jesus' mother, Mary. Yeah. And, you know, Mary, you know, and, and, um, Catholic tradition is very much called upon, and, and she's the epitome of the earth goddess. And Mary is just such an incredibly wonderful um, uh, energy. You know, she teaches us about love and joy and, yeah, and Anna, too. I was really surprised. I don't know why I never thought of Jesus' as mother or Mary having a mother, but she's she's Mary's mother. And, you know, Mary helps set yourself free. I love the image that they, they have in the book of Mary, you know, with the 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 stars all around her head and and when you read some of the historical information it's it's like Christianity when it started to rise what it did is it took the attributes of the goddess that had been so much present in humanity and put them in Mary so Mary I think is really an icon that represents the goddess energy as well mm. And, and it says here, if you want to bring Mary in, you light a candle and ask for Mary's loving guidance. Imagine all the millions of mothers around the world and all the women throughout millennia who have cared for children. Allow yourself to align with that energy of the Divine Mother and ask for her guidance, love, and support. Yeah, and what mother wouldn't help us? You know? hmm. All right, let's talk about another 
another, uh, which I think is interesting, St. Columba, mm-hmm. who protects us against computer hackers. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. It was like, hmm, I didn't know there was any computers back then. I know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he was a, a poet and a writer and really um, worked with that sort of thing. And so when I was when I was working with him or talking with him, the sense I got was, of course, computer hackers. And because one of the things he always did is removed obstacles to getting work published. And, of course, nowadays, where do we publish things but with computers? And Yeah, it says uh, an invocation for him uh, and also remove obstacles in getting your work published. Columba turned from his anger in order to honor people and to care for their spiritual needs. He's a gentle man who will gladly help you enhance and protect your creativity. Since he loved bards and poets, one way of connecting with him is to write a rhyme or loudly sing your request. His sense of humor will help you even if you can't carry a tune. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the saints were just, to me, they were amazing because he did. I mean, he was a very angry, bitter man, and when he turned to his spirituality, when he turned to God, his entire life changed. And mm-hmm. so that, you know, and, and mm-hmm. most of the saints became known for the miracles that they were able to do. Yeah, yeah. Did you, um, did you ever feel like these angels talked to you? That's what it felt like frequently when I was writing it. It really felt like I was interviewing them rather than anything else. And it, it was a wonderful experience. I mean, some of the saints, it really felt like I was interviewing them. And it was just, you know, it certainly didn't fit into my left brain view of reality, but that was my experience, and it was it was wonderful. Some of the information I got, I, as I was writing it, it's like, it was this sense of, oh, I'm going to get all these emails from people saying, no, you're wrong, and, you know, because my approach is different than a lot of people with the angels, and yeah. it's like, no, So that's... you really did feel sometimes when you were writing about a specific angel that you would actually hear from the angel? Yeah, that's what it felt like, especially the, the angels to some degree, but to a much larger degree, the saints. I was writing really? about, um, I think it was Saint Anna, and um, she had been very badly tortured. And when I was, uh, what, how I wrote the book is I did research on the different things, and I had different folders. And I was this first thing in the morning, and I opened up her folder, and uh, she had been, I mean, no, I guess it was Agatha, St. Agatha. And she had had her breast cut off and then thrown back in prison because she wouldn't have sex with the Roman leader. And when he went to get her the next morning, she was healed because she had, she had prayed to St. Joseph and he had come during the night to heal her. And the guy was really angry that she was healed and wound up torturing her to death. And when I read that, I was like, I can't talk to you first thing in the morning. And later on in the day when I sat down to write about her, the sense of peace came to me. And what I got the sense of was that she was not tortured. In her experience, it was not torture. It was just these people didn't understand her calling. They didn't understand mm. her deep commitment. And so she didn't experience torture. She just, all that happened to her deepened her connection. And mm. to me, that that of... Interesting. Um, and she may have left her body by then. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that's pretty much what she, you know, they... They wound up rolling her in broken pottery and hot coals, and that's how she finally died. And And the people that were there said that she died with a look of bliss on her face. And, yeah, mm. she she just decided that he 
healing her body was no longer effective, so she literally chose to leave her body at that point. Interesting. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Susan Gregg. She's the author of the Encyclopedia of Angels, Spirit Guides, and Ascended Masters, a guide to 200 celestial beings to help heal, a heal and assist you in your everyday life, from your health to your home to relationships and everything. And you can give us a call after the break at at 866-472-5788 if you're listening live on June 23rd. And if not, uh, log on to RaskinResources.com, which will direct you, or log on to VoiceAmerica.com, look up Raskin, and you'll be able to listen on Voice America to this wonderful show on angels. Folks, you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where Women and Wine Angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women in Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women in Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. VoiceAmerica.com. Well, hello, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. And we have a wonderful show for you today. You can call us at 866-472-5788. And we have a great show. My guest is Susan Gregg. She's the author of the new book, The Encyclopedia of Angels, Spirit Guides, and Ascended Masters, a guide to 200 celestial beings to help, heal, and assist you in everyday life. Welcome back, Susan. Hi, thanks. 
And we're talking about how looking at this beautiful book, which I have to describe once again, folks, for those of you just joining us, it's this gorgeous, I call it a coffee table book. And it's about 8 by 17, totally glossy, beautiful pages with, with angels and guides and masters in full-color drawings. And it's just inspirational just to open these pages, quite healing. All right, we were talking about some of your favorite people mm-hmm. and or your favorite uh, guides, and you said that Ganesha from the Hindu-Indian culture, Ganesha was one of your favorites. Yeah, he's, he's, an, he's an elephant-headed god, and I, I have a couple of statues of him around my property. And he is the remover of obstacles, and he also places obstacles in your path if you're going too fast. And, and he's, he's a very joyous god, and he's all about abundance and harmony and happiness and peace of mind. And most, most of the time in Hindu um, ceremonies, they evoke him before they do the other gods. And he helps you with writing, and one of the best ways to get in touch with him, and obviously I'm a writer, and it's just to write him a letter. And what I do is um, I do have a statue of him, so if I have a request, I just write a letter and put it under him. But you can just... Give an example of a letter you've written and what you've gotten back. Well, it was interesting. My, my dad's got Alzheimer's, and I had him come live with me, and he literally ran away from home one night. And I didn't mm. realize at that point that part of... Um, Alzheimer's is people get really paranoid, and he just decided I was trying to keep him prisoner and stuff. And you know, after a couple of months, things settled down. But it was it was traumatic for me when he ran away because I didn't know where he was going, and I finally found him and stuff. And in the midst of all that, I have a labyrinth, and Ganesh is at the at the entrance of my labyrinth. And literally, I wrote a letter uh, to my dad asking forgiveness for anything that he perceived I did wrong, and and I asked for some kind of balance or harmony or healing to come to our relationship. And it wasn't more than a couple of weeks later that my dad and I started corresponding again and pretty much repaired the, the relationship. And so it was just amazing because I, you know, I just poured out my heart about it, how I, I felt afraid and hurt and angry and all that stuff and put it near Ganesha. And lo and behold, you know, my dad and I began talking again. Mm. So you don't necessarily hear guidance back, Susan. You just you start seeing results. Is that what you're saying? Sometimes. Sometimes the guidance comes in a form of, you know, I have a feeling I need to go to the coffee shop. And it's like, what does going to the coffee yeah. shop have to yeah. do with anything? And you go to the coffee shop and you see a flyer or you meet somebody. Yeah, yeah how, how that works for me in my life, and I I've, I've always pay attention now, is when I am compelled to do something, there's just this very strong feeling. You know, you have to go somewhere, and sometimes it's, I'm going. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, well, I, you know, I don't really know. And sometimes it's, no, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. But whenever I get that, that there's like this strong energy that there's just absolutely no choice. You're going. Mm-hmm. When that happens to me, almost always something comes from that. Yeah. Like you said, I meet somebody or someone comes along or something happens. Mm-hmm. And then I know why I was so compelled to do that. Yeah. And what I found, I mean, how I learned to listen to that voice was I didn't. I didn't listen. And whenever I didn't listen, I was not happy with the results. Yes, I, I know. Regrets. And whenever I do listen, there's absolutely never been a regret. So that's, yeah. I mean, you know, and that's part of what I talk about people developing discernment. Because when you start working with angels and stuff, you can get pretty, you know, I've had people say, well, 
you know, that Angel Gabriel told me to buy this stock, and I, I always say, you know, well, I don't think angels particularly suggest stocks. <laughs> so, <laughs> Isn't that funny? So, I just, you know, let's calm down about this a little bit. <laughs> that is really funny. I have to laugh because... That makes so much sense. What mm-hmm. you're saying is you may be guided in a certain direction to open the page to the stock, right? Right. Yeah, but if, you know, a voice in your head says, well, it depends. You have to develop discernment because perhaps your inner voice is telling you, you know, yeah, the stock is a good investment, but it, we really have to develop that discernment. And we do that. That's the gift. One of the gifts life brings us is we have an opportunity to experiment. We try something. We like the results. We do it again. We try something. We don't like the results. We do something different. You know, sometimes, unfortunately, in life what we do is we keep trying to do the same things and expect different results, and it just doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about another wonderful guide here. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Sumerian god Enki mm-hmm. will bring order to your life and organize your home or office, which I think a lot of people would like help with. Yes, also help you attract abundance and throw an elegant party. So, mm. Yeah, Aniki was an incredible god. He was a god of wisdom, and he was also the god of creation. And it was interesting because according to their mythology, he created, he, he invented civilization. And um, he's just, he's very, um, not exactly kindly looking. You know, he's got a horned headdress and, and streams of water come off his shoulders and stuff like that. But he's just an incredibly loving and very powerful God, and very, very old, because I know when I first started doing research, I mean, he he was one of the first gods in, in history, and connecting with him, yeah, he, the, the best way I can describe it is his presence is sweet. It's sweet and loving and kind of like a grandfather. You know, when I would ask my father for advice, I'd get one thing. When I'd ask my grandfather for advice, I would get, you know, the sweet, loving, gentle, you know, whatever you want to do, dear. And and Aniki is kind of like that. I never pronounce his name right because we had a hurricane (laughs) called Aniki, but Aniki, I think it is. And um, he's just, he's wonderful. And, you know, one of the things I found nice about the gods and the goddesses, too, is they don't mind if we mispronounce their names. (laughs) What do you say, Susan, what's your advice to people who are healing, who are healing from a loss, whether it's a death or whether it's a lost relationship or whether it's a loss of money or a loss of job? What would you suggest with the angels? Um, Well, as we mentioned earlier, if you have a copy of the book just opening randomly, um, the god Krishna is wonderful for that kind of healing, you know, the Hindu god. And just really opening up to assistance and then seeing who shows up or how it shows up. But, you know, like Krishna, we had talked about during the break, and, and I just really love Krishna, and he's one of the primary gods in the Hindu religion. And he creates harmony. He he's, blesses your home. He brings joy. He helps you overcome judgment and brings abundance of all things into your life, whether it's love, peace of mind. And so Krishna, I find, is a very powerful energy to call upon. And just really trusting your process. You know, there's ministering angels, there's guardian angels, there's healing angels. And sometimes all we have to do is just call on something as generic as that. And that energy is there. I mean, it, it just amazes me. You know, we were talking about about that guidance piece 
as soon as we ask, and because we have total free will, so angels, gods, saints, deities will not interfere in our lives. It's not like they'll come and knock at our front door and say, mm-hmm. excuse me, I, I could really help you here. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we ask for help, you know, there's a whole line of them there literally just more than willing to help us take the actions and do the deeds and change our way of thinking and learn to love ourselves and learn to accept ourselves. And I think those are all part of the earth journey is just really learning to connect with unconditional love and acceptance for ourselves and for other people. Mm -hmm. Do you think, um, Susan, that you are more loving and forgiving and for lack of a better word, maybe a little softer mm-hmm. than you might have been before you started doing this work? Oh, definitely. I mean, my friends and, and uh, people close to me were really amazed at how, um, you know, I've always been about gentle and loving, but there's a, a depth to the gentleness, and mm, it feels as though my capacity to love is much more expansive. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've gotten to the point where, I can love even war, you know, and I can look at violence and instead of thinking, oh, isn't that awful, I can think, oh, how wounded that person must be to think that that's the best choice that they have at this moment. So, yeah, I I found working with these realms just really expanded my capacity to love and my ability to feel loved and to feel safe Hmm. and to trust the process, which I think are all things that really improve the quality of our lives dramatically. My guest today is Susan Gregg, and her book is The Encyclopedia of Angels, Spirit Guides, and Ascended Masters. And this is a guide to 200 celestial beings to help heal and assist you in everyday life. And as I said before, folks, I think this is just a very special book. It's a beautiful coffee table book, has gorgeous colored pictures of angels. They're all beautiful drawings. It's all in glossy. It's about 8 by 17. And it's a, it's just very healing, and for each master or for each angel, it will tell you how this guide will help you, what's the invocation to bring them in, and then a little bit of history about that guide as well. And Susan, do you teach classes or um, workshops that we need to know about? Yeah, I have an upcoming uh, workshop starting next month. It's a teleclass. I do a lot of my work with um, over the phone, which is real nice. And it's about mastering conscious creation. And it starts the first week in July. And on my website, susangregg.com, I have a lot of information. And then also I have a blog specifically for the angel book called Angels on Your Shoulder. And there's a place there where people can sign up, and I send out um, a different angel or spirit guide or ascended master every other day. And so you kind of get a reminder in your email box, which is which is kind of nice. And I've gotten feedback from people that, you know, whatever angel showed up that day was just perfect for them. Hmm. So this is a teleclass. People can take this online. Yeah, they can take okay. it online. And um, I also do private sessions with people if they're interested. Okay. And um, I have a whole bunch of um, MP3 downloads and stuff on my site, too, of, of classes that I've done previously that people can download and listen to on either their computer or put it on their MP3 player. Okay. Thank you so much. We're going to be right back with Susan Gregg, author of the Encyclopedias of Angels, Spirit Guides, and Ascended Masters, a guide to 200 celestial beings to help heal and assist you in everyday life. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. There's more. You can call us after the break at 866-472-5788. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. 
talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to put the pep back in your step, Chad Lafferty says just what you're looking for. Dance is life. Life is dance. It's only about dance. It's about moving through life with style, gaining awareness of the never-ending, ever-flowing movement that accompanies all of life's activities. Dance is life. Life is dance. Broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to tune in and tap into the limitless healing that dance can provide. Can't stop now. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh, There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt U.S. Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. And my guest today is Susan Gregg, and she's the author of this absolutely gorgeous book called The Encyclopedia of Angels, Spirit Guides and Ascended Masters, A Guide to 200 Celestial Beings to Help, Heal, and Assist You in Everyday Life. And as I've said in each segment, and I usually do not promote books per se, but this one is really special. This is about 8 by 17. It's a coffee table book. It's all glossy with magnificent colored drawings of the angels and ascended masters with descriptions of how you can invoke them, how they will help you, and a little bit about them. And I I just can't suggest it enough. Log on to SusanGregg.com and learn more about her work and about these wonderful healing beings. Susan, we have a few minutes left. Let's talk about the Hindu goddess Krishna. Okay. Yeah, Krishna's a really, he's an interesting dude, and um, absolutely beautiful. The thing I love about Hindu gods and goddesses is they're so colorful, you know, I mean, they're just wonderful, and and Krishna is one of the gods of creation, and he's also, I think of him as the god of, uh, the god of love, too, and he's just, he's just an amazing, amazing fella, and he always plays a flute. And he really helps you create harmony. And I call on Krishna to bless my home. And he has a peaceful energy, and he laughs a lot. And he's usually depicted as a young prince. And there's lots of fairy tales in India about Krishna. And he just, I just love him. You know, he's he's the essence to me of Hindus, gods, and goddesses. Well, here's another one. I'm not sure that she's Hindu. I think she's Indian, but she's very famous, Kuan Yin, and she's beautiful also. Yeah, Kuan Yin is the goddess of compassion, and she's one of the first ones that I, I ran across years ago, and I, I actually have several icons of her on um, altars in my house, and her name means something to the effect that she hears the cries of the world. And 
she's usually shown with a vase in one hand and some kind of a, a wand in the other hand. And the story is is that she blesses the the vase has the the nectar of life, and what she's doing is she's blessing all people with the nectar of life. And I find she's incredibly powerful to call upon whenever we have any kind of angst in our life, or judgment, or anger, or if somebody's just left us, or we've lost our job, anything like that, because she's all about love and compassion, and just incredibly healing. And little story about Kuan Yin, I had a, I live in Hawaii, and we had an earthquake a while ago, and I had two two icons of Kuan Yin. One was porcelain, and one was wood, and the porcelain one fell down and broke, and the wooden one was on the back of my altar, and in order for her to fall off, she had to go over the altar, over the the candles, and just over a whole lot of stuff. And I got home, and it was during the time where I was having um, angst with my dad, and I came home, and one Kuan Yin was broken, and the other one was in the middle of my office. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess I need to bring a lot more love and compassion to this whole situation. Mm. And, they, you know, they just a wonderful... Role model, I guess, is a way to look at her too, or at least that's how I think of her. Yeah, and she's very beautiful. Yes, she's very she is. beautiful. And yes. She's always very graceful, and and she has just beautiful hands. I mean, that's one of the things I've always noticed about mm-hmm. pictures and icons of Isis is her hands are just so beautiful, graceful. Mm-hmm. Well, here's one that we all have heard the name Greek Athena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Athena is the, the Greek gods and goddesses are just amazing. You know, and and the statues are just absolutely beautiful. And Athena is all about, um, as many of them are, love and peace and just joy and just giving yourself success and making wise choices. And (laughs) Athena will also help you... um, Dress properly. You know, she'll help you with, with your fashion sense, which I find real useful when I go clothes shopping because, you know, some of my ideas of, of what I should wear and what people's ideas of what I should wear are very different. So she'll also help you be a bit more elegant or graceful if you'd like. And to call on her, you can light candles. I really, I, I'm a great one for candles. I, I love the smell of candles. And to call on Athena, it helps to have one red one and one white one. And as you light him, just ask for her guidance. And once you invite her into her, your life, she's so powerful that she'll rapidly help you make any of the changes that are necessary. And my experience of working with Athena is I ask, and then it almost feels like I need to step back because there's going to be a wind blowing through my life of change. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of minutes left. Okay. Who else would you like to tell us about before we close today? Well, one of the um, icons that I love is the Great Mother. And long before I started writing about angels and saints and deities, I was called to indigenous cultures and to indigenous spirituality. And one of the things that really resonated with me was the idea of the Great Spirit and the Great Mother. And I think of the Earth as the Great Earth Mother. And she so elegantly and lovingly and gently enfolds us as a species. You know, we don't exactly, we kind of mess in our own backyard. And yet the Great Mother has that love and that compassion. And I believe it was after World War II they began to start finding icons of the goddess and of the Great Mother. And 
I thought it was interesting that they weren't particularly unearthed until that period of humanity, and more and more icons have been found. And the Earth Mother usually has big hips, and it's about fertility, and she's a presence. And so I find calling on the Great Mother, the Ancient Mother, the Great Earth Mother, just really... It fills my life with love and a a sense of synchronicity of how this connects to that, to that, and how I don't really have to do much other than suit up and show up and take whatever actions seem appropriate for that day. So she's one of my favorites, her Mm. and Great Spirit. Mm. So if people get one thing today out of listening to the show on angels, what is it you want to really leave our listeners with, Susan? To really open their heart to the possibility. To really, um, we, the way I think about it is we swim in a sea of love, yet we feel separate. And mm. so the one thing I would love people to embrace is to open their hearts to that love and to that guidance and know that they can have, you know, anything that they've, they have a desire to have, they can have it. And that there's, you know, they have a whole staff of non-physical entities just waiting to help as soon as you ask. So just really opening themselves up to the possibilities and just allowing themselves to be loved by, by, by God, by, by the angels, by all those and, beings. And knowing that it's all possible. Don't you yeah. think that's true as well? Yeah. You know, that anything is possible. And yes. magic and miracles really do happen. And one of the things I know in my life is if I haven't had any magic or miracles, I've disconnected. It's not that they've mm. abandoned me. I've shut off the flow. Very interesting. So what you're saying there, which I think is real important for our listeners, is that we should expect magic and miracles in our life. All the time, yeah. And mm. I didn't used to. You know, I used to expect. I had a negative expectation of, you know, okay, when's the other shoe going to drop? And the shoe kept dropping. But once I shifted and realized that life is magical and it's full of miracles, and Mm. when I allow those spiritual celestial beings to help, the solutions usually come in very unusual ways, not in ways that I would have thought of, but ways that actually work far better than I could have ever come up with. Yes, yes. And it's and again, it's having that trust and that belief. Yeah, that just, it will all, that it yeah, will all be there for you. Yeah, we have to get out of our own way. You know, we're the ones, not because we're bad or wrong or anything, but we create the limitations because we don't see from the grander perspective. Hmm. Yeah. How beautiful! Yeah, thank yeah. you so much for coming on thank the program. Yeah, really, thanks Susan, for having your wonderful show and for having me on. Oh, thank you. It's been really a treasure. Stay on the line. My guest today has been Susan Gregg, the author of the Encyclopedia of Angels, Spirit, Guides, and Ascended Masters, a guide to 200 celestial beings to help heal and assist you in everyday life. I really suggest, folks, you look this up, susangregg.com. You get this gorgeous book, which is just a beautiful coffee table book and could be a wonderful gift for someone It's very special. You know, as I always say when I close the show, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need. And know you can make your dreams come true because you can. I love you all. For Positive Living, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a wonderful Monday and a wonderful week.
You've been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com and tune in next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on voiceamerica.com.